Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. Using trigger words to get referrals. Hey, I'm Donnie Bovine, CEO and founder of Success Champion Networking and author of Endless Streamer Referrals. This is Growth Mode, a podcast centered all around growing and scaling your business. Hanging out with me as always is Kevin Snow, the sales automation tactician and genius. In this episode, we're going to dive in really to how trigger words will help you get more referrals and actually give a lot more referrals as well. So on the last episode, I feel like I'm on an old TV show now where we're like on last week's episode, <laughs> Billy got stuck in a well. Uh, so on last week's episode, we talked about how you should know who you should sell to. And that we're, we're going to just like twist that topic a little bit. Now really focus on, on who you should be asking for referrals and how you utilize trigger words actually help make it easier for other people to refer to. Uh, so I always go back to my chiropractor story. You know, when I was doing a ton of networking uh, in the past, we'd always, you know, chiropractors was one of the people that was always in a room and it would, it would drive me nuts. I literally want to be beat my head on the, on the desk because they would stand up and say a good referral for me this week is anyone, anyone with a spine. spine yeah. Well, fuck, I, I have 3,500 people in my, in my network. I, I literally have no clue which of those you want. Should I just give you like the list and you're going to call them all? How does this work? But it's, you know, it's really the trigger words concept is really about understanding what is going on that causes someone to say, oh my God, I need a chiropractor or, oh my God, we need to talk to a sales trainer or, oh my God, I need someone to fix our email marketing. You know, what is that significant life event that's, causing them stress and keeping them up at night. And those trigger words are those the key things that once you understand that, now it's really easy for you to teach your your referral partners and your network who to who they need to introduce you to. And it helps them actually identify those people. 
you know, I would always teach people to listen for specific phrases or people that are doing specific moves, you know, like the chiropractor, this is not going to make sense for any of you that aren't watching <laughs> the YouTube. So go to our YouTube channel and watch. But for chiropractors, I always told him, he's like, do hand motions. You know, like, uh, if people that you see doing this, you know, as I'm rubbing, he's my literally neck rubbing my neck. the back of his neck, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, do those things because you see people or, you know, people that are doing the twisting and cracking their back all the time, you know, show them what to look for. What is that trigger movement or that trigger word that is going to make people think, oh, my God, you need to meet Donnie. Yeah, dude, this is this is so smart. I mean, for me, when I figured this out, um, I was in some some networking early on, young in my printing career, and I kept saying into a room full of people, I need to talk to anybody who needs printing. And I kept saying it over and over again, and nobody was making any introductions and referrals. Um, now, there were some other factors that played into this, you know, because I didn't know till later that I was actually networking with a bunch of people that weren't out selling, and everybody was just trying to sell the fucking room, but it took me a little while to figure that stupid shit out. But, you know, in that moment of dealing with that shitty style of networking, I had to learn how to find unique ways to get people to understand who I needed to meet. And as I tried and practice, you know, some of the stupid shit that I started early on saying was I need people who are looking for business cards. And you know what I got? People who wanted to print fucking business cards. And you know, my shop's average deal was 25 to 50,000 fucking dollars. An order of business cards was 50 bucks. Right. And so I had to learn how to get people to think about, these bigger clientels. And I remember first off, I was like, I need people that print more than $50,000 in printing a year. And looking at a room full of people that don't sell, they all go blank stare, right? Cause nobody knows how much another company fucking spends on printing, you know? Well, and, and for a lot of businesses, that's going to sound like a huge amount. And they're going to be like, Oh my God, no one I know spends that much money on, on, Printing. Right. And and perspective is the clientele we worked with. Fifty thousand dollars was one order. I mean, I mean, just so it's it's when you position yourself into saying how you would like to be introduced or who you need to be introduced to, you've got to be able to explain it in a way that others are going to hear when they're conversing with people. So people, when we, Kevin and I teach, you know, trigger words of people, people are like, you know, I need people who are struggling financially and they aren't sure about their future. And I'm like, it's not going to work because oftentimes we're not going to hear they're struggling financially because people keep that shit close to the vest. You know, it's, it's not like somebody's going to w- walk up to you in the middle of a, a business meeting and go, man, I'm about to lose my house. My, I can't pay my mortgage this week or my bank's overdrawn, you know, and shit like that. You're just not going to hear those type of things. So for me, I had to learn specifically what were the things that people would say or hear in conversations that were an indicator that they needed to speak with me. And once I, I wrap my head around this idea of what things they might actually hear. It really changed my dynamic of how I was introducing myself because now I was teaching them what to actually listen for. 
Yeah, that is so key because everyone thinks about what's going on and my clients have this issue, but they stop there. You know, they don't take it to the next step and say, all right, so what are the signals that that's actually going on in their world? You know, for some industries, it's really super easy. So, the you know, weddings. Right. Someone gets engaged. Everyone knows, you know, it's not real hard to figure it out. Right. It's pretty in your face that so-and-so is now getting married. And all right, so you now need to introduce them to someone else. But for other things, it is, it's a lot more subtle. You know, for digital marketing, email marketing, that is not something a lot of people talk about when they're in front of a client. You know, it just doesn't come up. So it's really un- helping them understand, you know, what are kinds of questions you can ask? What are some of the signals that they're going to give off that they're having sales process issues, you know, email issues. Uh, and a lot of times for some people, you know, I would always teach them, all right, so after you meet with the sales rep, you're going to end up on their list. You know what? Look at their emails. Right. And if they are crappy, here's how you can have that conversation, figure out who I need to talk to. Yeah. And I, th- I think, or if there's, or if there's no email, that was the other yeah. thing. If there's no email follow up, that's a good referral for me. Right. Right. You know, I, I think about, you know, companies like SEO companies, and I think they just miss out on a huge opportunity because SEO companies are like, man, you need to be listening for when you're talking to whatever gym you work out at or whatever studio you you do your martial arts or whatever else in. When you hear them say things like, man, our classes are too small or I sure wish there was a lot more people there. Right. That is a prime time to to introduce me. And here's what you should say. And I, I think, you know, people just don't think about those key words, those triggers, those things that that they're actually going to hear people say. So I'm going to challenge the listeners that you guys should really start thinking about what's the specific things that people not in your industry talking to their clients and prospects, what are those words and phrases that other people are going to say that is an indicator of an introduction needs to be made. And, you know, like my brother's company does background screening, drug test, you know, and those type of things. He's an easy introduction when you hear, you know, people are in a stage of doing a lot of hiring or they've had a lot of people pop on piss tests and stuff, right? You'll hear these things on in, in frustration moments and, or, you know, HR consultants and those type of things are really good introductions for him, you know? And so when you think about whatever product and service you sell, and I don't care what you have, there's trigger words. There's a moment of time when usually when somebody's frustrated, that is a massive indicator they need your product and service. You know, um, I used to, I got to the point where I was telling people that, uh, you know, they got their postcards in the mail, their junk mail. And the shit was smeared or the stuff. And all I wanted them to do is give me the company name. You know, I didn't need an introduction. I needed their shitty piece of junk mail. And in one of the networking groups I was in, I used to, people just, I was like, dude, you get a piece of shitty junk mail, just bring it to the next meeting. And I'd walk away sometimes with stacks of these freaking 
postcards. And I would use these postcards as part of my cold calling is I would call up. And this is how I actually landed Home Depot as a client is I called up and said, hey, I've had three people bring me your postcards and your ink smeared. You know, you can't barely read it. And a couple of these, the fonts, can I send these to you just to show you guys can see? And I'd send them my business card and I'd follow up in a couple of days and say, hey, you know, I just sent you a postcard you know, with your guys' stuff, I'd love to help you with that in the future if you ever think you need another vendor in there. And, you know, eventually they finally said, hey, let's do it. Because I kept sending them fucked up postcards, which was awesome. You know, and I think, you know, just a lot of people, because they don't spend enough time thinking about what other people might hear, they're so ingrained of trying to convince people what they need versus looking for the people that are already raising their hand, which would be an easier conversation. So, you know, when you think about trigger words in general, you know, how, how do people in group settings and, you know, when they're out and after hours events, how do they say it so other people can understand what to be looking for? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, people have been taught over the years not to share issues. Right. You know, it's, it's, you know, when you're at a networking function, it's always, Oh, everything's great. We're awesome. And so you have to understand, you know, for me, it was always teaching questions, you know, what kind of questions can you ask that will allow them to open up and start talking about stuff that where you can now get into a conversation about me. You know, so, you know, you need to understand what kind of things they'll say, but you also need to know how to ask the questions that will get them to say that. So, you know, it's, you know, for me, it was always, you know, how, you know, how long, you know, that wasn't really a good one. That's something I would ask. But, you know, closing stuff, you know, I would ask people to talk about, you know, how are you, you know, you know, drop off, retention, you know, follow up, you know, is it taking too much time for your salespeople or, you know, keeping them out of the field to do this type of stuff and, and get them to start talking about what's going on in their day. And cause that's, you know, it's that type of stuff getting to the point where you're having a real conversation as people about what's actually going on in your life and what a day in your world looks like is when you actually start finding out all the issues. Yeah. You know, if you aren't, if you aren't having real conversations, you're never going to find out real issues that you can make referrals for. Yeah. I had a, a guy here locally named Jason Smith. That was an Edward Jones guy. Um, when I he was doing a lot of networking and him and I always had fun because he could talk to a lot of business owners, you know, um, he was, he owned his own former marketing agency and then he became an Edward Jones guy. Um, and now he's off to his independent firm. But, um, you know, we would talk all the time and we'd laugh. I'm like, Jason, whenever you're talking to these business owners, find out how pissed off that they are at their sales guys. And I'm like, you're going to hear them say things like, well, shit, I'd have more to invest in my sales guys would get off their ass and go sell something. I'm like, and, you know, he would say the same thing. He's like, dude, when you're in there, you know, talk about, you know, to these sales manager VPs and, and see if you can get them to admit that if their sales guys could freaking sell more, they'd be able to retire more. <laughs> and so we were able to open up a whole lot of doors for each other because we were so keyed in on one, helping each other out. But two, to be able to to really listen for real things. I mean, you know, when you know what your product or service is, 
you know, there, you know what the big signals are, the big indicators are. And the more you can teach others to be able to listen for those things, the more opportunity you've got to be introduced or get a referral. And vice versa, man, you need to think about all the people that are referral partners for you or networking partners for you and start thinking about what keywords would open doors for them. You know, uh, and I remember how Jason and I figured this out is, you know, I was sitting with a client and those were almost the exact words that this vice president of sales said. He's like, dude, I'm two years from retirement. I just want more money and all this stuff. So if these guys would get off their ass and go sell more, I might be able to retire a little bit sooner. I'm like, really? And after I landed them as a client, I immediately said, you got to meet a buddy of mine, Jason. And so, you know, because I knew Jason getting in there now, we were both going to go deep in this company. Um, and I, it's just, it's the idea of wanting to champion others and listen for the things that will, you know, make your network more successful as a whole. I, I think that whole concept of champion others is going to be a huge shift for a lot of people when they're out networking and they're having conversations because we see it all the time when we're at networking events, the people who interact with us, it's always about them. Yeah. And they're trying to, well, ask let's be truthful. Most people that are out networking are so desperate you know, that their only way of getting business is a networking, going out to the after hours and function. They haven't realized that they need to be doing something beyond networking. That's all they know is to talk about them damn self. Yeah. And, and they're missing out on all the opportunities to actually build the relationships yeah. because it's having, letting the other person talk about what they got going on and what they do and how things are going and the biggest challenges and all that type of stuff is how, you know, hey, let me introduce you to some people. You're now not the sleazy sales guy that's collecting business cards. You know, you are now a potential resource where you can actually have some real in-depth conversations and now find that, hey, I'll, let me introduce you to Jason because he can fix those retirement issues for you. Or let me introduce you to Donnie because he can get your sales guys selling more so you actually make money and can retire uh, before you're age 65. Yeah. But no one does that. Right. No one does that anymore. And it's and they're missing out on this huge opportunity. Yeah. And imagine if, you know, if you're like a part of Success Champion Networking Group and as people went around and said what they did, imagine if you wrote down a keyword or two for every member in the chapter and you, you had them as part of your Rolodex. So as you were out proactively selling, you could have this kind of list of keywords sitting next to you that would be an indicator that this is a hand raising moment, you know, um, and an opportunity to introduce somebody to somebody else. It's, it's just, it's a powerful move to not only get more referrals, but to give a shit ton of more referrals. And the more referrals you give, the more the universe says, I got your back and it takes care of you. Well, and you need to be intentional about it. You know how when you buy a car, let's say you buy a yellow car and you start driving around with it, all of a sudden all you see are yellow yeah. cars of your same model. Yep. Uh, you know, when you're working with one of your referral partners and you do a virtual coffee, really do a deep dive into what their triggers are and figure out what their words are, what their movements, their actions are, uh, and and really become intentional now and say, all right, so this week I am going to really pay attention. I'm going to find a referral for this person. 
and really key in on what those are. Because that now starts training your brain to be listening for things outside of how you normally listen. And now you're going to start hearing and seeing things. And that was the big thing for me as I was coming up in the networking world was learning and training my brain to actually recognize when someone says something. Yep. And not be so hyper-focused on the triggers for, oh, I can sell them this. Now it's, oh, they need help with this thing and I can make this introduction. And it's a, a complete mind shift. But you have to be intentional about making that change. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, no, 100%. But I think people often struggle with that because they're not out meeting enough new people. They're not having enough new conversations. So, you know, they're so desperate for their own business. That's why, you know, you're real badasses when it comes to networking and stuff. Understand that networking is only a portion of your overall business development strategy. You've got to be doing things outside of that. So you getting into these conversations can bring that back to your groups and such, because if you're not feeding your chapters, you're not feeding your networking groups, your organizations and the likes, then all you're going to do is deplete it because you're just taking from it and not refilling the tanks. You know, um, so I, you know, I think, you know, for, for me, Early on, I think, Kevin, you were kind of the same way. We so enjoyed opening doors for people and making connections and and making referrals that we actually almost got a high off of making that perfect introduction for somebody. Um, I'll speak for myself. I kind of had to reprogram myself to remember that I do have to take care of me and my business. So there was there's there's this portion of opening doors for others and making so many introductions but you also had to bring in clients for yourself. So I learned to do more proactively outside of my networking groups to help me get my business. And that allowed me to bring in higher level referrals and be more value to the people I was around. Yeah. That, that's one of the, the dangers. If you aren't, you know, self-aware about how your network is operating, what's going on in your network, you can literally just be, passing stuff back and forth between a group of people yeah, and not having any new uh, opportunities come into the mix. You have to, you know, I, I, I cringe when I hear people say, you know, 70% of my business comes from my XYZ chapter. I'm like, I'm like, so basically you are a taker and you're not actually going out and finding your own stuff right. where you can then replenish that chapter. And they always look at me like this, look of horror. It's like, oh, how, how can you actually say that as someone who's in the networking world? I'm like, because you need new stuff. You just can't pass things around. You'll eventually run out. Right. And so it's, you know, you, you gotta be doing all the other activities. For sure. And, you know, there's, and my thought is, okay, catastrophic fail, the whole chapter implodes and it's no longer there. You instantly just lost 70% of your book of business. You know, what do you do now? Now you're going to scramble because you're not you're going to likely go out of business because you have no idea how to scramble quick enough to rebuild all that. You know, so it, it just fascinates me sometimes how people look at things. Um, I mean, that's 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 to me is as bad as having one big client representing 90 percent of your business or even 70 percent of your business. You know, you lose that big client. Now what? 
you know, um, yep. you know, you've got to have a steady mix of everything. So I think guys for this episode, you know, some of the big things to take about is, or an action step you really should take is sit down and write all the trigger words that people may hear out there and really think about what may, what they actually hear when they're in conversations with other people, not the pain points of what you're selling, but the words that are good indicators that you should be talking. And the more you can teach your, your, your groups and your people and your referral partners, these trigger words, the more value is actually going to be there. And, you know, also think about what are the trigger words of the people who are sending me referrals so I can return the favor? How can you open more doors for them? How can you take care of them more? And, you know, the last piece of this, man, is always, man, remember, networking is a portion of your overall business development strategy. It is not the entirety of it. If you are not out there growing your business outside of networking, you're going to lose because it will not allow you to actually scale your business. It'll only take you so far um, because you're not doing enough outside to get it to allow you to scale. So as always, guys, if you got any tips, tricks, any value out of this, please make sure you leave us a review. Make sure you're subscribed and share this episode out with one person who would get value from it. It means everything to us. And as always, love you, mean it. See you, bye. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yet they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com, go visit one of our peer groups, and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.